0: From Dawn Passage giving chase at Shades of Last Year. academics from Dawn
1: Passage, but Captain Rupi is descending on them quickly. And Captain Rupi takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Not just running home to second. And then came Yamazaki, but it's a local victory. Captain Ruby for Brock Road, Wanna buy two links to Nudge. Evening listeners, welcome back to the Triple J Racing Weekly podcast. Uh, myself and Bryce have had a bit of a Bit of a hiatus there. we've been away for a couple of weeks, but um we're back in action here today and been following on the old Grafton Carnival pretty well there. Obviously, uh Arapaho won the, won the Cup this afternoon and Rangers won the Ramoni yesterday, mate, so that was really interesting, but you've certainly had a big couple of weeks, mate. You've had a, a really big weekend last, last time around and um, plenty of value winners, so everyone following you on um back of Winter Oz would be pretty profitable right now, I believe. How you been, mate?
0: Yeah, thanks for the kind words, mate. Really well. Um, it was a, a really nice Friday, Saturday. Sort of Dr. Zeus kicked it off in the um, the feature race there. And, and uh, Saturday, mate, Matherin, $51, held up most of the straight. And she's, uh, I dare say it, it almost wins. Uh, I watched the replay again a couple of times last night. And I, I reckon a dead set would have won that race. It was held up for about 200 metres. And um, it was just trotting, but happy with the run, mate. $11 a place and, yeah, landed a couple uh Aruba best at $16. was really nice to get home as well. And, um, yeah, it was a really good Saturday. Things fell into place. I think it was nine or ten winners from 16 or 17 races. So all went well, mate. See if we can back it up. Um, I've gone down the value train this week. So uh, let's see if we land on a few together and uh, we can send the punters home winning.
1: Yeah, sounds good, mate. I was uh I thought you were having a laugh there when you were tipping up Mather at those odds, but you were right. Certainly uh, held up in the straight there for a long time and savage the line. So uh lucky enough you took the each way price about it. But um, yeah, it was a very, very good performance. Obviously, uh we're gonna get stuck into the form today around Rose Hill and Flemington. And uh, you know, we'll always go around the grounds and get a couple of extra, extra horses from both of ourselves um just before we get started it's obviously been a pretty sad um sad time in the racing world with the uh injuries to Leah Kilner, Alyssa Meredith and Juana Andreo so uh myself and Bryce just want to wish the family all the best there and um especially the girls as well with their their recoveries and hopefully they all recover quite well it's been a yeah pretty sad time so all the best to those guys uh Rose Hill is the heavy nine as of this morning mate Rail in the true position I think that we're going to get back into a soft track with no rain up until race day. Obviously uh can favour on pace runners, but uh any special way you've looked at the track this
0: week? Uh oh, not really, mate. I've kind of uh, given up with the way that uh the tracks playing in Sydney because you just don't know. It's a, it's just a dead set raffle, mate. So it's one of those sort of see how the first couple of races are going and um and play it from there. Um I I have a feeling it might just be Red Hot Rail Day again, but We'll see how we go, mate. What about you? Do you reckon we're playing anyway?
1: Yeah, you're dead right about it being tricky lately as uh trying to work out what's going on with the track. And I would suggest it would be a really rails in run day if it was a good track. But I think the the you know the soft track there at Rose Hill can hopefully uh bring it into the fair range. But um, you know, with Rose Hill, you just never know, sometimes you can get it completely wrong. So. Hopefully we get it right, but um, I'm certainly looking for horses inside draws forward to midfield. And um, yeah, hopefully we get that right there. We're going to start with race seven, which is the Victor Luterum at Dali Handicap. Benchmark 88, uh, 1,400 metres. Current favourites are Brimstone and Irish Legend at 420. Got Bless there at $5. Grand Ramore for Australian Bloodstock, $6. Yeah, yeah, $8. Bold Mac, 13. Dream Dreamstable, 17. And then out to some pretty large odds. In terms of pace, mate, too much to bear. will probably roll across from uh, the outside draw. I think Brimstone will push forward and get into a nice position. And uh, Bold, Mack, and general and will, will roll forward and probably probably lead it up. Um, interested to hear your thoughts here.
0: Yeah, mate, I'm pretty keen to stick with Brimstone. And I know it's fourth up, so I'm not too sure how much improvement's left. But just a form out of its races, mate, like Highly Desired came out and won yesterday. Uh we saw Cross Talk win really nicely, so it's just got subsequent winners coming out of its form. It carries a really light weight here, and it's just a progressive type. Its last win was soft Willie Pike um, doing the steering, so I like it at the 1400. It seems to be its pet trip. That being said, mate, this is yeah, it's a very open race. Grenier and Morey relish the conditions. Yeah, yeah, he's capable, fresh, and too much to bear. He's got plenty of talent, so I'm happy to stick with Brimstone. I feel like it's progressive enough to take this out. Blesk is knocking on the door, but really needs another win. So I, I think at the $4 mark, Brimstone's a pretty fair bet. Um, I'm not diving in though, mate. I reckon there's five or six definite winning chances in this race. And hopefully Billy Pike, just a little bit of cover, sort of midfield and uh, can click the go button when he needs. What have you landed on?
1: Yeah, I'm with you, mate. I really like Brimstone. Uh, I really like the horse. And obviously you mentioned the farm lines that he comes out of. And I just... I think he's been quite unlucky not to not to have another win on the board this preparation. But as you said, you know narrowly beaten by Crosstalk, who's come out and won a Saturday race since highly desired one. Well, yesterday the forms the forms right there in front of you. Willie Pike goes aboard. He rolls forward. He loves a soft deck, and I think that you know this will track will suit him because he'll put himself into a position. It's just what he loves doing. So you know down at the weights, I can't can't go around brim, brimstone. That's one hundred percent my bet for the uh, for the race. The other horse I was interested in was Blesk. I think he's been a bit unlucky to get those inside draws this time around, which is a bit of a complete forgive for him. And uh, I believe Reese Jones can get himself to 52. So I, I think that you know he's gonna race at 52 kilos, which is really handy for a horse with a turn of turn of foot like he does. And uh if the pace is on, he'll be the one flighting down the outside. And I think he's the right price here this time around at five dollars. I think punters are starting to drop off because he hasn't won for a while now, but he's on his day. He's got every uh, every chance of winning this race. So they're the two for my mate. But yeah, I think we'll get we'll kick things off with a win uh, in race seven with Brimstone. Sounds good. Race eight is the eighteen hundred meter tab handicap, which is a benchmark seventy eight. Um, the favourite is a real interesting runner, actually the Milky Bar kid who won the uh, infamous two horse race there on Wednesday and gave himself an extra kilo and a half here. A uh, goes around at $2.10 price. Phillipsburg at $8.00. Love the Invasion 9. Flexible and first lot of 10. Kirk will be 17 and out to some, some large odds. There is some plenty of pace in this race, mate, with obviously uh milky bark hit. If his legs aren't too sore from the other day, he'll roll forward. Love the Invasion will come across, and there'll be a few more that go forward too, especially at Rose Hill. You, you side me the favourite, mate, or are you happy to go around? I don't think I
0: could dive in at, at evens. I'm just not too sure. I wasn't overly convinced with the win. I know that a, a mate messaged me and said it was sort of their Melbourne Cup horse, but off that, I definitely wouldn't be recommending it. And I mean, it was beating a a thing that had no form, and it wasn't exactly convincing. But three or four hundred out, I thought the other horse had had a bit of a slight chance, so I didn't think it put put the race to bed. Um, you know, it did romp in, but at the same time. Uh, yeah, I'm not overly convinced, and I don't think $2 is for me, mate. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on the market with First Light. I know it's got some really strong UK form, and um, Bowman and uh, Waller, so Waller doesn't, doesn't place some here for no reason. It was held up for most of its run in Victoria and wasn't really tested to the line. So always respecting those form lines, but imports can be hit and miss, as, as we know. And then from there, mate, there's plenty of capable ones. Phillipsburg can always be around the mark in these kinds of races. Flexible has the class, just needs another win. So if you're knocking on the door, just not too keen to take the twos about Milky Bar Kid. And it's a no-bet race for me, but if they really back first light, I reckon I'll get involved.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. And uh, I was really surprised by that race on Wednesday. I thought, you know, if, if, if this horse is nominated for Saturday, they're in a two-horse race, you'd think he had a real good solid advantage over naval warfare there. And uh, there's no doubt Abdullah was stuck right into the horse and he gave him a real solid hit out when he didn't need to you know i think he could have won that race with a much softer ride and i reckon you know you're on the on the four-day backup if they're going to go around again here you know i can't have it either two dollars ten i wasn't i entirely convinced with the way that the horse won the race um sectional was and obviously on a heavy track as well so look i'd be surprised if he can come out and run a real big race here and the difference is we've got horses either going to put pressure on um obviously a little bit further out in trip so yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on uh, Love the Invasion, actually, with Rachel King aboard, only because of the price each way. Uh, I think she's a progressive type. She's four wins, five placings from 15 starts. Been very close to some very good horses this time around. I think she's fresh enough here, fourth up over a two-month span to peak once again. And uh, I think she'll shoot forward and sit one off Milky Bar Kid or even uh, lead him up if if Milky Bar Kid allows it. And uh, she also handles a wet track. The other horse is obviously Phillipsburg, a big fan. Um, I'm just a little bit concerned that he's, you know, the trainer said last week that it was his last run and he was going out for a spell, and now he arrives here on a seven day backup. And I'm a little bit surprised about that. He's had a number of runs this preparation. So, look, the one at the price for me on an each way basis is uh, I love the invasion. And uh, in this type of race on this track, I'm uh, looking for a horse to roll forward and put himself in the race. And hopefully that's Rachel King. Yeah. Sounds good. Really excited about a uh, up-and-coming horse in this next race, mate. Race nine, the China Horse Club handicap, benchmark 78. Uh Chris Waller and Pikey combined with Frumos as the favorite, $2. Surla emerges at $6. We got Ilafare, Bitcoin Baby, Lolly Yates at the $10 price, Nikki Sling 16, Torfi Glass 18, and um pretty good large odds there after that. Bella Spire and Lolly Yeats look to uh, lead them up here, mate. Bitcoin baby will find a spot on the fence. Who are you siding with here? We'll you'll get a few
0: form lines through for him also. I know Hydra Hart won today with Dylan Gibbons. And I didn't watch the, the race, but no, no doubt he gave it a peach. So one of that's ticked off. There's a couple more runners out of those races you can get get a form guide on. Mate, I saw the $27 on Bellis Bar and absolutely hammered it as soon as markets opened because I just don't... I think that's a complete wrong price. Its last win, first up round, it was just held up for most of the straight. But its last start win, I know it was a small field, but you've got Miss who was odds pretty much odds on. Javo just sat near enough on the speed. And when he clicked go, it was, it was the softest win you'll see. It won by four lengths and it was eased down the last hundred. So... In my eyes, when I saw $27 versus Frumos, both of them coming up from similar grades, I went to Bellas straight away. It's going to be on the speed. It's going to give itself every chance, and you're getting a colossal price um, jumping up from a BM68, but the favourites jumping up from a Class 1, so I was happy to take that with the price advantage, mate. Frumos could be anything. Um, it might just bolt these, but does need to do it now from, from Barrier 9, which it, it has done before on, on debut, but yeah, I'm excited to see what it can do, mate. But Fellas for me, I reckon that should be $10. So I really reckon that's a cracking bet. What about
1: you? Well, I really like this race. I reckon it's a cracking race. I think there's a, a couple of exciting horses here on the way up. And obviously, I'm pretty keen on Moss. Obviously, I know that we're not getting any any price about a horse that's only had two starts. But I just love the way that she's gone about those wins. Um, it was an absolute spank job on debut against the maiden field, And then second up, the win was just very arrogant. The rider sat absolutely motionless until he he realized with about 100 to go he really needed to do something. And he gave the gave her the, the slightest little squeeze up to make sure that she got the job done. And she just bolted clear. And I think that, you know, this looks a real typical Waller progressive type where he's not, not pushing her too hard too early. And 53 and a half kilos, soft tracks, no problems at all. Um as long as they're able to run, run on at Roters Hill here today. I really think that she's something special and going to be really hard to beat. Um, bitcoin baby's had a number of chances now but uh, obviously hits this race here rock hard fit and uh she'll jump on speed get that fencing run journey that can be pretty crucial there at rose hill sometimes and i uh, thought she was very good there last start and had every opportunity to drop out of that race a lot earlier than what she did so she held on there and she might be ready to peak here fourth up and you know if you're gonna have a saver on on a horse to beat through you want to have one about a double figure odds or you know a good place value so Bitcoin baby the saver, but I'm pretty keen to see how FromOS goes in uh, race nine.
0: Yeah, definitely, mate. And I think it deserves to be odds on what it's done. in saw the form frame today. Uh when you do get a chance, though, just um catch that Bellas Ba replay because it's pretty impressive. I um yeah, I liked it, mate. The click up Steve was insane. So keen to see what it does, but I do think uh Frimos does look the winner.
1: I might be missing one there with Bella Spire. If you're looking for a saver at Double Figures, you may as well take the 21, currently still 21, the old Bella Spire. So that's a good little shout there, mate. Um, the, the get out of get out of the day there at Rose Hill, race 10. Uh, benchmark 78 over 1,100 metres. We've got uh, Shades of Rose returning after the saddle slip last start and was very, uh, very hurtful to punters, including myself. Uh, current favourite, 320. Snow Zone's at $6. We've got Distillate and now Miss at the $7.50 price. Quiet Riot is $8.50. Uh, Jason Collett rides the big easy at $10, and, uh, yeah, getting out of large odds there. Plenty of pace in this one. I think Shades of Rose has no no uh, option but to go forward from the wide draw. Distillate and now Miss will be just in behind, and uh, I think a couple of horses will sit off the speed too. So I think they'll be pacing this one, mate, and uh, I'm interested to hear if you're – Siding with the old shades of rose or looking around?
0: Easy to forgive. And yeah, I was on it as well last start. I mean, it's it's very easy to forgive. Saw the um $15 of our Bellagio miss, mate, and I had a real red hot crack. And it's into $750 now. And I, I still think that's a little bit overs. One out of one at the track. Barry's absolutely gets along with this horse so well. You go back last prep and uh, I just think Barry getting on, mate. That's just such a key here. Uh, it hasn't been on for a while And he was putting it in really good spots last prep Had one run where it was just a little bit done But you go back And it was, it was a length A BM 88 one a BM 78 by nearly two lengths Beating the handy Misty one another midway being Just Field Who's a bit of a bridesmaid But they were on heavy tracks as well From barrier 8 both times So now we get Barry back on Barrier 4 maps to perfection Handles the wet, in fact the wetter the better and uh, when I saw the fifteen dollars, I went, "You beauty." So, yeah, mate. As long as the track stays in the soft range, our Joe miss is going to be right there when the whips are cracking. Uh, Shades of Roses easy to forgive. I, yeah, I'm still, I'm still adios, about Rachel King. I haven't, haven't quite got over that steer yet. So, I'm not sure I'm in that corner as of yet. But definitely hard to beat. Can bounce back, but I want to see it do it. Um, that being said, I think three dollars is pretty reasonable price to find out. It does look very, very smart filly. So I might think I'm saving it, mate. But for me, our Blagio Miss each way, 15s is gone. seven fifty is still over the odds. I think it should be $5. What about yourself?
1: Well, I like what you're saying there about our Blagio Miss, and I do like the horse. Uh, well, I have got bad news for you though, mate. Tommy Berry returned to racing uh, yesterday after a two-week holiday, and he's picked up COVID. So he put it on his socials account this afternoon, uh-huh. I think. He's out for a couple of days. But anyway, we'll see what rider replaces him. But, yeah, very good shout there about our Bellagio Miss. Miss. Um, look, I'm going to eat my medicine again, mate, and I'm um, go with Shades of Rose. I just think that she looked a star before that saddle-slipping incident last start. Poor old Timmy Clark had to hang on for dear yeah. life, and, uh, you know, it wasn't a very good watch for us mm-hmm. punters. But anyway, she had to go back to the trials, and she did. Um, she won pretty well under light riding, and I was – Interested to know that Rachel King goes aboard here, and she's the one who rode in the trial. So they might be just looking for some little bit of a connection there, where you know they might be able to get on, get along with the horse. And look, there's going to be no doubt. that Rachel just lets the horse go from from barrier the widest barrier and shoots forward. It's the only option. So if she's good enough, she'll win the race. And uh, I think at this stage of the day, the wide draw might even sue. The other horse, obviously knocking on the door, is Snow Zone, and obviously last start was beaten by Conscript. I think a seven-day backup, he is really suitable off a six-week freshen up prior to last week. We know that he loves wet ground. There's good tempo on in this race, so Tyler will be able to park just in behind the speed. He's also in really good form. And yeah, Snowzone's just absolutely knocking on the door there with a win and two-second placings in its last three starts. So $6.220 and about Snowzone. Um, but I am going to have a little bit of money on Shades of Rose and hope that the uh, saddles done up really tight this time around.
0: Sounds
1: good, mate. We're going to head to the, uh, the best truck in the country now, which is Flemington. Um, obviously, currently, truck is in the heavy eight range with a rail at four metres. Once again, I think we should get back into the soft range, which is uh, really positive news. We'll start with race four, which is the 2,800-metre Flemington Cup handicap. Uh, through Irish Eyes is the favourite with Jamie Caraboard at 2 fifty. Horrifying 340 uh, Mimi's award lost in a protest last start at the $4 price. Sweet Thomas is 11 and then out to $20 plus the rest. Not much pace in this race, mate. So, uh, I think you can, um, talk about what, who you think is going to lead them up and win the race.
0: Honestly, mate, I, and use is probably my favorite stable, but I'm happy to let this one pass. I've got too many runners. I think a good chances. I, I think they're going to win the race. And I'm a big fan of a few of them all the way to keeps at odds. So, I think they're the, they're the staying legends of Australia. They know how to make a stay but I do believe they win the race. I'm just not sure which one. And when when there's the potential of three stable mates taking out one another, I think that's a bit of a risk. Uh, it tends to be wrong more often than not. You know, how many times do you back a wall the runner and go, ah, it's the other one. So happy to leave it, mate, but I'm um, interested to hear who you've landed on.
1: I think you are talking about race seven there, but race four I'm going to side with um, three Irish eyes at $2.50 Jamie Carr going aboard. Um, obviously, last start was runs have been pretty there. I just think that through Irish Eyes is the dead set stayer in the field. Uh, I don't think there's much tempo on this race, so I'd like to see Jamie Carr really push forward and uh, inject a bit of pace into the into the race prior to the turn. Um, and I think that there's a couple of horses here that are probably maybe a run short going out to this trip. And uh, I think yeah, I think through Irish Eyes is going to be hard to beat in um, race four. And uh, race seven, I think that's the race you're talking about. There's plenty of Murray and horses in the race. I'm um, I'm
0: yeah,
1: that's all right. Man, KN is uh, four dollars forty and looks like one of those imports has really hit his straps here. Um, he's had wins to kick off the campaign over the 16, and 1800. Getting out of 2000 meters only looks a positive here and, and uh, looks very well weighted with the one and a half kilo claim and shoots out from burrow four leads, handles wet ground. So I think uh, man, is the best bet of the day. Uh, the yeah. only other horse in the race I was half interested in was um, Dagula, obviously just that typical Paddy Payne galloper that grinds away and gets better every preparation, each way price about the horse. And uh, he was very, very good last start over the 2,000 metres. Uh, I'm not sure where he's going to get to from barrier three, but I'm, I'm chips in on me and Kane in race seven, mate, best uh, best bet of the day for mine. And, yeah, rattle me off your thoughts on, uh, on race four.
0: Yeah, hard to hard to knock. I, I agree with you there, mate, with um, with and Kane. I mean, it's very progressive and takes plenty of boxes. The race four, yeah, it's three Irish eyes are sort of knocking on the door, but due for a win. And Mimi's awards much the same, mate. They're both sort of due for wins. Mimi's award was unlucky, and I, I'm a fan of Mombaha, Mom so... Both of them are sort of uh, knocking on the door, but short enough in their prices, mate. So I was actually going to leave that race as well. Happy to just let the stays go this weekend. Uh, I I do agree with Man Kane though. I think it's a very progressive type and should be prominent in the run, which is what you want in those races.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Want to be prominent in the run and handles the wet ground. So we've ticked off two races in one hit, there, mate. And I do apologise to listeners. I uh. I'm sitting here with one blocked ear a runny nose and uh, all sorts of things going on. So I'm not sure what I'm gonna sound like on this podcast, but at the end of the day, all that matters is we tip some winners up. So hopefully we can do that. And uh, we're on to race eight now. Race eight now, mate, 400 meter K.A. Morrison handicaps for three-year-olds. Current favorite is Daytona Bay with Jamie Caraboard at 360. Pasquero $4.20. My Yankee Girl, $6 couple of nice horses here at Double Figure Odds, mate. Jimmy the Bear, Philadelphia Storm, Womgoa 14, and Jigsaw uh, at $26, you know. Really good race, this, and uh, plenty of pace in it. So let me know who's winning this race. Yeah, I do think
0: Jimmy the Bear's overlooked again, and I've always had a bit of time for this is he's, he's a pretty handy type. He's just progressive enough to, to really give this a nudge again, and um, I just saw that $10 mark and went, that's a that's a fair bet especially from barrier one got to get a nice run in transit and um just knows how to find the line so yeah i'm happy to stick with jimmy mate he's he's got good upside and i know he hasn't run for a while which is the one knock uh but at the same time that that's going to happen just have to go with it so getting a good price again the form around uh the likes of cardinal gem reads really nicely that horse is flying so happy to be with the bear mate what did you land on
1: I find it hard to go past uh, Pasquero here at the $4.20. I think that he's got the superior form lines from last preparation, and I think that the uh, fourteen hundred metres is his sweet spot. I'm happy to see him in second up after a 1,200-metre hit out, where I don't think he was entirely at his best, but I feel like it might just work him into this race nicely. And I think he's got that ideal midfield draw where he's going to get plenty of cover, and, um, you know, that's what you want at Flemington, get a bit of cover and expose yourself at the right time. And uh, the runner at a bit of value that I will be having a bit of money on is Philadelphia Storm. Um, he's interesting runner because he's had some really good races over his career, and he brings that uh, passive-aggressive Dragonstone form into the race from the first start run. I just think he's been a bit luckless in his preparation with barrier draws. He's had barrier one both times around, and as we know, mate, uh, young horses sometimes don't like being on the inside. They want to be on the outside, and he gets to the outside here from barrier 11. He's third up, rock-hard fit. And we're getting a bit of an each-way price about him. He's won on a soft track, and uh, yeah, I think he's shown enough to me to, to suggest he's got a bit of ability. And I just think he's the right price. And you can't beat that passive-aggressive uh, form. So, really happy to see mm-hmm. how he goes. And um, good luck, Dino from Wagga, mate. Good, good, uh, good mate of mine who follows Triple J Racing. He's got a share in the horse. So, all the best to him. And um, that's probably the way I'm going to side in this race. Actually, each way on Philadelphia Storm.
0: Yeah, it's a good horse. I remember a few of its runs last prep. It was booming turn of foot when things go to plan. I think the passive aggressive form spot on, and obviously just didn't really hack it heavy the other day. And see people quickly jump to say it's no good, but horses just have different things with conditions. So, um, is that was that passive aggressive the other day? Or am I? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. Just it's still. I think that's still going to be a star of the spring, so or whenever it'll come back. So yeah, mate, that's the red hot formula. I think Philadelphia Storm is a very good call.
1: Yep. And uh yeah, should be uh should be handling the wet track coming down the outside, which is gonna suit at that time of the day. Uh we'll head yeah. to race nine now, mate, which is a twelve hundred meter benchmark eighty-four. Um I, I've got a bit of value going around in this race, but interested to hear your thoughts. We've got Billy the Boxer there at $3.90, the favorite. Uh, fluorescent star in Tamerlane 650. Jamie Carride's Incredulous Dream at the $7 price. Sacred Palace and Pioneer River at $12. Gold Spark 15. And then uh large odds with Nicolini Vito at 16. Big field, uh, plenty of pace in the race and shooting down the Flemington straight there. So exciting times, and uh we'll see how we go. Who do you who do you like here, mate?
0: Yeah, I'm with uh, your star Selboros or Selborossi. I just think the key is back, back in trip, mate. I mean, and it's it hasn't been going too badly. It's coming out of an open race, but I think back to the 1200s, perfect. Probably just finding the last one's a bit too touch long. It'll land on the speed from Barrier Five. Prevel just leads it up, and yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good shout at 26s, uh, and especially uh, I've probably just found the 14 a touch too long. On both its last starts, but. If you're finishing two lengths away in open company, you're ticking form off the mare It carries the same weight here. So I'm happy to be with it, mate. What have you landed
1: on? I've landed on Nicolini Vito at the 16 and 460. Um, I think he's jumping out quite well under light riding in uh, in work leading up to this race. And from the midfield draw, middle of the track, probably gives the jockey a couple of options there, parking midfield and um, finding the right place in the straight, which... I'm not sure I'll be down the outside, but it could be. Um, But nonetheless, I think we're getting $16 about a very consistent horse, who uh, I I feel can win first up and second up over its career. And um, yeah, I think the pace is is, is spot on for it in this race. So I like Nicolini DeVito at 16, and the other runner I was half tempted to have a bet on was Tamerlane. Um, Obviously coming down the straight with barrier 14 is no dramas at all, handles a wet track. Had that little tick over run or, or not tick over run, but had the first up run there behind Wahaha Falls, which Wahaha Falls is absolutely flying at the moment. It's probably one of the most exciting horses in the in the country at the moment, leading into spring. So is one that I think will be uh charging home late. And I'm just hoping that um Nicolini Vito's got the uh got the head in front on the line and um hopefully we can end the day with a win there. I'm uh really interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I I do agree with-
1: all right, I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts from around, around the ground. The ground. <laughs>
0: there's a bit of value this weekend, mate. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of value. So I'll uh, I'll reel them off, and uh, we'll see how we go. But yeah, hopefully a weekend like last. Um, the highways seem to be the shooting ground for me, but um, no highways this weekend. Unfortunately, this uh, lineups a bit beyond my depth, so. We'll get started, and uh, I just reckon, so I'll just go up with the notes. I do. I've, we've already mentioned on Bell Espoie, I just think 27s is gone, mate. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's a progressive horse. If it doesn't win this race and it finds the red-hot favourite too short, then stick with it. Eagle Farm, I'll, I'll start with. So race number four, it's a bit of a take on trust, but a horse called Dunhill comes over from New Zealand. So last two starts, it's been in open company. It hasn't really done a whole lot, but you go got to have a look three runs back. It actually ran second in a grade stronger than this, and it only carries a kilogram more launching from a good draw. So this is one of those ones uh, maybe where it looks on paper like it hasn't really been doing much, but obviously being in much harder company, uh, drops back to similar to what it saw three starts ago. And there's no reason why, if it doesn't replicate that run, it is right in the finish there at $35. So... Candice Beck, Dunhill each way. And uh, race number five, uh, your man, Himalayan, is uh, was $8, as I also think a good bet as well. But race number seven, mate, and this is an interesting runner because you've, you've definitely heard of the name, I'm sure. Flanders Rain has a stable change, and uh, I loved its jump out. It really savaged the line. And, and what I also like was, if we're talking ratings, Flanders Rain ran in, uh, at Eagle Farm not too long ago in, in open company, and this rated through the roof compared to what this field done and uh, it, it's lengths and lengths better. So it handles the track. And if it's finding that kind of run, mate, I, I do think the scenery changes has brought the horse to life. It showed plenty in Victoria, but I really think it's chances are huge here at the $8 market. It needs a little bit of luck, but uh, I'll really like it at that price. mate. It's my best bet at Eagle farm. And then uh, just a couple at morphettville to finish off. So race number two, Bolt by each way. You go have a look at the uh, last race that this horse ran in, mate. It's the six or seven runners behind it and the two in front of it have all run subsequently brilliantly. I couldn't believe the form that it came out of the race. I looked through how they all went. You've got a winner or a second in in the six or seven horses out of the race, mate. They've all jumped up in grade, all run very well since. So the form is unbelievably good and strong and bolt buyers strike rates are a little questionable but we're getting 550 and i'm just seeing form and form and form again coming out of its races so happy to be with that mate and the last race of the day with two in this one i'm with morianne because ratings wise it just smokes the field the princess raffles is an interesting one and look sp 101 dollars so You've got to take that into mind, but it's running third in open company behind Legless Lady and it drops drastically in class here and a $17 price tag. Yes, it was It was $101 last start. needs to replicate that run, but if it does, it's a massive chance here. So I do think back in Marin and Princess Raffles is, is a superb two-way play just to close off the day. Um, and out of all those, mate, my best of the weekend. I'm gonna go with Bellaswine in race nine rows here. I just have a feeling it's gonna plonk on the speed. It'll be out of luck. And I'm convinced it can definitely run a drum at least and give the red hot favorite something to think about. What about you, mate? What do you got for me around the grounds?
1: Around the grounds, mate. Uh look, you've already mentioned one of them, Himalayas. I will have to chip in again at the uh six, well, six dollars and two twenty-five. I've got written down here. Obviously, uh I do have a couple of fears that he's going to remain a maiden forever just because uh, we've given him a couple of chances, but uh, there's no doubt he should have won that first uh, race and he had a bit of steam there and was held up for a dead set 150 metres. So I think uh, second up, he bumped into two horses that I've got penciled in as Black Booker's in airman and it had to be Zoo. I think they're both talented horses. They were on debut that day. So, you know, we can sort of Pencil that in is a good effort as well. And some horses can obviously go backwards in ratings. They're second up, but they take him up to Queensland now. I just think this has got to be a really suitable race for him. He's obviously third up. He's rock hard fit. They finally got him away from Ramwick after all four starts of his career been at Ramwick. So, yeah, I think Kim Allaisen from the um, Barry Adel, Carter Cross, get that offense run, which he's, he's had both top, both starts, his preparation, and that might just be what he needs to find that outside lane. Um, and the other one I sort of liked at Eagle Farm, mate, was in race eight, uh, Field Weary at the $13 and four. I just think the horse is over the odds yeah. here because, uh, been floating around that provincial grade in you so well as, as you know, Fremorce I spoke about earlier, who I'm pretty keen on, um, beat it in one of the races. And then I was actually track saw at Kemba Grange for the race, uh, Field Weary had against Sarati and Lolly Yates and, uh, really like what I saw from the yard, really strong filly. So Hoping that she goes up to Queensland, gets a fast run race, good firm back and um, can get a, at least run a drum for us at the 13 and four. So feel weary in Himalayas and for me at Eagle Farm. There, my only bets from around the grounds. My best bet on the program is me and Ked at Flemington, race seven, $4.40. I just think uh, she's only gonna get, he's only going to get better third up, 2,000 metres onto a wet track. I think it's ideal, good draw. Shouldn't have any excuses and that's why I'm keen to side with it. And uh, the two value runners as well, mate. Nicolini Vito, 16 in the last. And at Rose Hill, love the invasion. Uh, Rose Hill race eight, $9.50 with Rachel King going forward from the draw. So pretty keen on those runners, mate. You got anything to add for the uh, for the finish of the program?
0: Yeah, that's a good shout with Field Weary. I've got down in my notes, uh, not sure whether which one races first, but definitely following up that form line. Yeah, just just tomorrow, mate, Um, best bet of the week. Both of Gibbo's mounts, and uh, you know I'm a Gibbons fan, but race number one, just like Lisa, it's an 18-start maiden, but it it was just a little bit late with the run last up and got nosed out by the favourite in this race. We get Gibbo on, perfect draw, and a three-keg weight swing for a nose margin. I know it's an 18-start maiden, but $5, mate, it, it ticks all the boxes. It should be... Bang on with the, with the favourite. There should be nothing between them. One has upside. The other gets a three-kilogram swing and D Gibbons. And the other ace, mate, is Powerful Peg. Its uh, debut was outstanding. I watched the stewards. Gibbo was caught three or four wide. And, uh, yeah, he had no luck in the run, but it just kept going. And it charged later into second. And there was just so much merit to the run. It was never on the track. So I found that a massive debut in race seven at Scone. So I reckon multi them up, uh, just like Lisa to play some powerful peg to win and back them both to win. I'm really convinced with Gibbo sticking in powerful peg from a nice draw, mate. Any any progression from that, and I reckon we'll bolt them.
1: Yeah, he's going really good, young Gibbo, mate. He's uh certainly one of the informed jockeys of the provincial circuit and gonna be exciting when he um heads to heads to town full time because you just know you're gonna get a good ride out of him. But uh that sees us out for the program there today. Uh thanks for listening, guys. I've got a Jump on the Triple J Racing Socials. I've got a tipping comp this weekend running at Flemington, mate. $20 to enter, so everyone can jump on there. There's a link in my bio to fill out your selections. And uh, last time we had one, we had around $900 to $1,000. So, yeah, get around that one, guys, and hopefully uh, everyone has a great weekend and and finds plenty of winners. Thanks for joining me, Bryce. Thanks for
0: having me, mate. And uh, when you do the tipping comp, make sure you get the right staying race.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, mate, yeah. We're a bit, uh, a bit rusty there first up from a lengthy spell, but hopefully we'll improve <laughs> off that. And uh, hopefully you can fix that internet of yours up in Queensland again, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, cheers. Thanks, boys. Have a great weekend.